Welcome Digital Difference Makers. Today with me, I've got Michael Jung, a productivity coach who helps people scale up their clients and scale back down their work hours. Welcome, Michael. Hello, hello, Joe. Good to have, well, thanks for having me here. And yeah, what should we jam about? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk biz, man. Um, but for the people that don't know you yet, do you want to give a quick intro into who you are and what you do? Sure. So I'm the founder and owner of a company called Productivity and Performance, which is pretty much self-explanatory with what we do. So we help digital business owners, mainly coaches and consultants and service providers, scale by harnessing the power of addition by subtraction using a mix of productivity strategies and systems. And we help our clients win by improving this one metric which is their return on time invested, ROTI, because I truly believe that there's no place for us to actually hustle, grind, work 70, 80, 100 hours per week whilst having zero margins or zero profits or no time to actually enjoy what we're actually building in terms of our life as well as our income impact influence. Yeah, that's really important. So I think that there's a lot of people that can find methods to get clients or even get stuck in certain activities in their business and aren't really moving the needle, but take up a lot of time. Like how do you sort of help people figure out which things are moving the needle and which things aren't? That's a great question, by the way. So I'm pretty sure like with the audiences that, that who's listening to our conversation right now, most of them have probably come across a gazillion different ways to get clients. You have paid ads, and after, like you have YouTube ads, you have Facebook ads, you have Instagram ads, you have Google ads, and now there's TikTok ads. And afterwards, people say that, hey, use Facebook groups. Oh, um, no, use TikTok. Uh, use Instagram Reels. That's, that, that, that's the next big thing. You should be doing this or else you'll be missing out. Like, they're, like at the end of the day, with me, like with, with every single conversation I have with clients, at the end of the day, every single strategy works. But if you try to make every strategy work for you, none will end up working for your specific business. So if we were to go very, very high level here, one thing that I really emphasize is this principle where simplicity scales and complexity fails. With that being said, depending on what stage your business is at, well, I'm just gonna do, um, do a, like, go to scenic reach with this because an entrepreneur can only expand their capacity in one of two ways, number one, by leveraging their time appropriately in the actions that move they need the most. And number two, by creating leverage with the time by delegating decisions and tasks to people and systems. So I would say, before we even look at what is the shiny object or the silver bullet that works for your business and can write to the moon with, we've got to actually first be aware of exactly where we're at with our business what does our time ability looks like? What is uh, uh, what, what kind of resources that we have available at our disposal? And number four, what is the strategy that actually works for us in accordance to the goals that we have in terms of income and revenue and clients, as well as impact as along with the lifestyle that we're actually building for ourselves and for the people who matter to us most. So how'd you get into this, man? Like productivity coaching is a... Um... It, I, I've met some performance coaches who are a little bit 
different. I've met some systems people, but this is kind of like a, a mix of both really. So like what's, yeah. How did you get into it? That's a great question. So back when I was, well, first stepping into the entrepreneurial world, I was actually in the third year of my undergraduate degree, which is veterinary medicine. So I came from a, well, like, yeah, my, my parents climbed the corporate ladder and with an Asian background, you had to either be a doctor, engineer, lawyer, or failure. So I did not know, like, I don't know anything about entrepreneurship or building a business. And I thought, hey, as long as I get good grades and get into a good job with good status, everything will be all right. But halfway through my clinical years, I just came across books like Think and Grow Rich, Millionaire Mindset, Richard Porvet, all these books. And I became obsessed with entrepreneurship. Like even before that, I I'm already obsessed with personal development. And I started building different businesses with start with dropshipping and Amazon FBA and all of these kind of like make money online things. And I was doing this on top of doing work placements on top of staying like, yeah, consuming and studying a, like a very intensive undergraduate course with veterinary medicine. And I just went through a lot of very, very, very bad burnouts. I wasn't sleeping. I was listening to motivational videos telling me to work 12 hours a day. If that doesn't work, work 16 hours per day. I was like, I started to stop seeing my friends. I stopped going to the gym and it became so bad to the point where because of a burnout, I doze off at a wheel on the highway. And luckily I made it out alive. No one was hurt. I was able to snap out of it, but it was that moment where I realized, hey, something went terribly wrong there. I wanted to create the lifestyle that I want for myself. I wanted to help people. I really wanted to pursue my passions, but why am I allowing success and my pursuit to higher achievements come at an expense of what matters most to me. So I started, and that drove me down a rabbit hole of researching and learning all about productivity and high performance. How can people actually do more, achieve more without actually compromising their well-being, their relationships and their health and their sanity? And eventually that led me to obviously connect with a lot of business, business owners with similar experiences. I started coaching people on productivity and everything involved into what is now our brand and our company with productivity performance. So right now we have clients over 12 different countries active and we've helped coaches, consultants, and service providers across 36 niches to not only scale up the revenue, but most importantly, reclaim the time freedom that they deserve and desire. So that's the whole picture. And that's what's happened to me and with me and for me over the past five, six years. Awesome. I mean, that would have been pretty scary to sort of have that, like to be swerving off the road on the highway and sort of come back to and realize like, wow, I'm really burnt out. Like I need to fix this. Like that's, that's a fairly big wake up call there. Absolutely. That's like the biggest, biggest wake up call that I, uh, I learned to be grateful for because it was not until then that I actually made that change 
to like, I more or less took that as my second chance in life to be honest, because things can go very, very wrong with what happened there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny too. I mean, I had, I've got a drop shipping background as well. Like that was kind of where I started my entrepreneurship journey, sort of cut my teeth on all the same stuff that I'm sure you cut your teeth on. How did you then progress from that sort of business into coaching? That's a great question. So like I'm always, well, if I, if I were to take the Myers-Briggs um, or whatever personality test, I am kind of like at the middle between the introvert and extrovert. But when I was building my first Amazon FBA business, I had no one to turn to. Like people, like I don't know any people who are entrepreneurs. I don't know anyone with, like I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. My friends thought I was crazy. They should, they, they, they like, and even when I was making, like when I was making my first six figure year and transitioning out of my veterinary medicine job, people think I was crazy. And I thought I was crazy as well because my chances of actually succeeding as an entrepreneur with the odds were, were around 5% or less. And that is when I really, really started investing into my network and joining personal productivity courses, going into masterminds and going into in-person events. And that's when I met a lot of entrepreneurs who had a similar background as me, who were also experiencing a lot of overwhelming burnouts. And that is when I got my invita- like got an invitation for my, uh, like from my initial transformational coach. He's my first mentor to actually step into the coaching space. And I started off with a few beta clients. They had amazing results. And whilst my Amazon FBA business was making some money, I know coaching was a path where re- let that really, really lights me up from within. And I never looked back afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I sort of had the same thing. I, um, I started off like the whole agency model um, and then fell in love with coaching through that as well like it really is like after doing some other stuff where you kind of you're doing a lot of stuff behind the screen and it's a lot of doing it's very empowering to be able to work with people directly and that's that's essentially the work there's obviously the setting up the business systems and the other stuff like that's where like the true results come from so it's pretty um amazing once you start getting into it and then now, like you know, a new client comes to you, they're like a burnt out entrepreneur. What's the first step, man? Like what, what do you typically try and work out with a new client that's coming in? That's a great question. So first things first, I would look at their goals. Number two, I would look at their schedules. And number three, I would look at how aligned are the actions with their goals. Because a lot of times goes like there's not against anyone here, but 80% of the time when a client comes to me and it told me that they are working as hard as they can. And they told me that there is never enough time to stay on top of everything that they have. And no matter how they're, how hard their work is still falling, like they still find themselves falling off, like falling short of their goals. I look at their schedule and 80% of what's on their schedule doesn't really contribute to them advancing their business forwards. So whilst a lot of productivity advisors out there 
involves you getting a journal, building a trail board, getting more organized with Asana or whatever Chrome extension or whatever new software for productivity is out there. That wouldn't necessarily solve your time limitation of or overwhelm problems because all of those productivity tools are assigned to simply organize your chaos. But if yeah. what you're spending time on isn't really moving the needle forward, then no matter how fast you work or no matter how hard you work, you will simply be sparing a focus and diverting your energy towards the wrong, wrong, wrong direction or towards the wrong task. So the first thing that the first outcome that I always, always achieve my clients within 14 days of us working together is to free up anywhere between five to 10 hours per week for a business so that they can actually have the space to think, plan, and put together new strategies and systems in place to actually create room for growth. Because at the end of the day, if you are working, like if you're working maxed out just to keep the business afloat, there's no room for growth. Even worse, if there's new tasks that comes in, if there's if there are fires that you've got to put out or touch wood, if there's anything in life that you've got to tend to, the business immediately falls below ground because you've, there's no margin forever and you've got to expect yourself to work maxed out just to keep the business afloat. And that's, that's a very, very dangerous place to be especially if you're looking to actually build a sustainable business that grows with predictability and consistency. Yeah, yeah. So you post about like um, that idea of buffer time, like making sure that you do have some room and you don't just, you know, because I've seen plenty of people that they block out their entire schedule, like they fill out the entire, yeah, they might say they've got 8 a.m. till 6 p.m., they've got 10 hours to work with and they try and like lock in something to do within that whole 10 hour period. And they're just busy. They're just hustling and they don't actually necessarily get much done. I mean, I, I like the idea of, you know, how many people spend, you know, two hours trying to come up with what their cover photo is going to be on Facebook or yeah, what, like exactly. changing their logo consistently or worrying about like their business name, the clients never actually rarely ever see because it's, <laughs> they're selling through them anyway. Um, you know, seeing these people muck around with those things, it's not actually leading towards getting clients. So typically when clients come to you as well, where, where are they at? Are you typically looking at people that are, earlier on starting out their business or are you working more so with clients that are already at six figures? Um, yeah. Where's your area? So before 2022, all of my clients who come who I work together with have to be at least somewhat established. They must be at least making six figures or above. And it was is only recently where I've launched a new case study program to, a, to basically bring newer or more aspiring coaches, consultants, and service providers to grow a business whilst they have a very, very limited, limited amount of time. So there are two groups of people I work with. Number one, people who are full-time making at least six figures who want to scale up their, their revenue to 30, 50, even 83,000 per month, which equates to a seven-figure business whilst actually working the hours or creating a time frame and the flexibility that they want to enjoy for the journey because 
scaling a business is where most cases of burnout actually happens. So that's my core program. That's the, and it's always going to be my core program. But right now, I'm also serving at more or less like a rich reversal process. That there's no risk at all. A program to help aspiring or more beginner coaches, consultants, service writers who are working with at least like who have at least a offer and an audience built out. But once you actually go full time with them having 10 to 20 hours ish per week to work with, because that's the situation, like that's where I start, start off with back when, like back when I transitioned from Amazon FBA to coaching, I still had around, like I was still working my job, which was 50 hours per week. And I had around two to three hours per day to work on my business. And it was all, and I really, really had to figure it out, okay, People are telling me to, to do all these things, build funnels, build automations, do a front-end course, write a book, um, do podcasts, you know, five social media channels. Like, how can I do all of these things? Like, I have only two or three hours per, per, per day to work on this. So I simplified a model that allows someone to really, really leverage the limited amount of time they have to actually grow a business off the ground and to also obviously replace your income and go full-time. So that's my front-end offer. And there's something that I've been working on over the past nine, 10 months. And things been pretty exciting. Like I never thought it's so like, it can be so fulfilling sometimes to work with people who are more or less in the more beginner phases because I've been so focused on helping people who are more established before then. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. I, um, yeah, I, I know for us, like we struggled a little bit around the decision to try and scale up. We knew we needed to charge higher prices, which meant we probably, we needed to start working with people that are further along, but yeah, it's really fulfilling working with people that are earlier on because it's such a big transformation. Like someone making 50 K per month to get to 75 K per month. It's a big difference, but their life doesn't dramatically change as much as someone that may go from like zero to $10,000 a month or $15,000 a month. And they get to leave their job. They're making more money for their family. You know, with you, they work, they only have to work 20 hours a week as opposed to full time. Like that's extremely powerful being in a place like that um, and helping people at that stage. What's um, at a high level, what kind of systems do you think are the most important for people to have, but typically they don't, or they don't have all of them? Tracking. Tracking. Tracking, yeah. Having a system which track progress so they can optimize your growth. Because there are two worst places to be like you can be as an entrepreneur. The first worst place you can be is to see things working, but not knowing why. The second worst place they can be as an entrepreneur is to see things not working, but not knowing why. And the reason why is because if like, there's a reason why so many people become one hit wonders because they throw darts in the dark, they try to do all these things, but once they hit, let's say, their first 10K month or their first 30,000 per month, because of them not tracking where the leads came from, where the sales came from, or what were the exact processes that led them led to those big revenue months, 
there's no consistency, there's no way to build systems out of things, and there's no way to actually build a solid, unbreakable revenue baseline that which is ultimately what allows a business to grow forwards. Because like without tracking, you can call yourself a six-figure entrepreneur after you hit your first 20,000 per month. But if you don't know what's working and what's not working, then the next month you might be on a road coaster ride and end up with like 5,000 per month. And then next month, you have no idea how much money you're gonna bring in in the next nine days. And when you don't know what is working, what is not working, here are the consequences. Number one, the decisions that you're making are gonna be based on emotions and assumptions in self data and facts, which is a very, very dangerous place to be because one, like, because having, like making big decisions based on emotions will immediately risk you steering the business towards the wrong, wrong direction. And as you do that, you'll risk doing the most unproductive thing you can possibly do as an entrepreneur, which is to fix or change what is working whilst keeping what is not working. So that's the first consequence. The second consequence would be the inability to scale. Because if you are building, like if you're running, like if your business is built on quicksand and there's no predictability in your business, then there's no way to scale up the business because if you scale up what is not working, then you will probably only cause inefficiencies to be multiplied. And that only leads to problems, increased margins and more overwhelm. And if you don't know exactly how much money you're gonna bring in for the next 30 days, nine days, or even the next six months, you won't be able to budget. You can throw money into an agency or a service provider or someone to, or hire a new virtual assistant even. But if you don't know exactly what kind of processes that are proven in your business, then yeah, there's no way for us to actually create good partnerships and allow new team members to know exactly what's working for a business if you don't know what's working for yourself. So yeah, tracking, system to track. That's the first thing. It's boring, but it's essential. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's probably one of the things I think people avoid for so long because they're kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's, it's not always, but sometimes it can be ego in that thing of like, you, you have a lot of um, attachment to your assumptions and your emotions, like the way that you see things, you think that you see them exactly how they are. And then, you know, exactly like you said, you could be turning off something that's working and then keeping the things that aren't working. You know, I've seen people that the things that they're complaining about are the things that are getting them results. And they exactly. kind of want to like move back into that like comfort thing, which might be like we were saying, like create a logo, cover photo, designing stuff and kind of then steering away from the uncomfortable world of like sales or lead gen. And it's like, yeah, but that's the stuff that's moving the needle for you. So like you can't turn that off or you can't do, you can't do it like once a week and, only do like, you know, 10 messages or, you know, get a call here and there throughout the month. Or maybe you get like, you know, um, I mean, one of the things that we started tracking was how many um, calls you're actually asking for and how many offers you're actually making. Because 
yeah. before that we were tracking booked calls and clients closed but both of those only happen if you actually ask for the call ask for the sale and we started doing that with clients and we noticed a lot of them actually went I thought I was getting on lots of really good calls and I realized I was never asking for the sale. Like I, or like I was doing heaps of conversations for the sake of doing the conversation, but I was never actually leading it to a place where I actually, I asked someone if they want to jump on a call. So how can I get clients if I don't do those things? So, you know, that was, um, that was a big one for us a little while ago, um, as well as our clients too. So definitely have seen that firsthand and how much of a difference that makes. Absolutely. Because like one, there's one thing called tracking and I would say knowing what to track is almost as important as tracking itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It, it's in, like, um, when we started doing it, it was like, it was like you can you can just get caught up in just ticking the box of like hitting the KPI for the day. Like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. gonna do this amount of like friend requests, or I'm gonna, you know, spend this amount on ads. And if we do that, like we're happy. You know, I've seen a lot of bigger businesses be like that with their ad budget. You know, if we spend two grand a month, that's cool. That's what we've assigned for that, you know, and they're not actually looking at exactly what things behind that they should be looking at that are driving the results right yeah exactly um, <laughs> yeah for yourself though man like with the business what's like it's very powerful work to be working with people giving them time back and making sure their business is working for them and not them working for it what's the impact you want to have in 15 20 years time through the work that you're doing now that's a great question. So I would say in 15 years time, even before that, we have our eyes on becoming the number one productivity consultancy that exists for digital businesses. And we really want to go against the hustle culture, as in we want to actually allow people to let go of that belief where in order for you to get what you want, you must hustle and grind and, um, and run yourself to the ground. So in 15 years, I will see myself, obviously still doing what I love, coaching, doing events, but most importantly, graduating towards going broad markets, doing team trainings, consulting larger companies, and actually not go ahead and like, and, and actually give them a new vehicle or a new, insights on how productivity should be done like what what does it look like for you to do productivity right away because if an increase in productivity isn't leading to an increase in freedom then you're probably doing it wrong you're simply that's called being more busy or that's called trying to work faster but what we want to do here is to actually allow people to understand the method of addition by subtraction, as in how can you increase your return on time and return efforts? Because at the end of the day, margin is what matters. Money-wise, no matter how much revenue you generate, it's cash flow and profits that matters. 
time-wise, no matter how hard you're working in your business, if the time that you're actually able to spend with family or having fun or doing the work that you love is actually minimal, then what's the, like, yeah, what's the purpose of working so hard just so that you can grind, hustle, and wear that hustler badge like a badge of honor when every single day you don't feel like you're living the life that you're supposed to live or live, not living the life that you want to live. So yeah, um, I hope to answer the question. I'm just, yeah, I can go forever when it comes to like talking about my vision over the longer term because yeah, people like, because we're living in a society where people are being glorified when they sleep under their work desk, which is insane in my opinion. We see people burning out, we see people sacrificing everything for quote-unquote success on paper, but what's the point when you're building a business only to become a slave to your business? Yeah, yeah, it's not mutually exclusive, is it? Like, you, it doesn't have to be, if I want this, I have to sacrifice this. Like, I've seen a lot of people that talk about that, that kind of promote that like hustle culture that it's like, you have to sacrifice this if you want to succeed. And it's like, there are some sacrifices, but it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be sleeping under your desk. I think that you just, I mean, maybe Elon, like Elon Musk can obviously do that. Not everyone's Elon Musk, you know, no one, I don't think there's many other people that can genuinely do good work when they're undersleeping, burnt out, like not able to catch up a family or get any of that. So I think that's a really, really cool vision, man, to be able to bring that in and, and help people get that. And, and I think you're right, like particularly for coaches, then knowing that a lot of coaches will be watching this. The whole reason they start their business is to do what they love and do the coaching part. So like getting yeah. caught up, if you're not bringing clients and businesses and growing, you're not getting that good like return on your time and your time isn't spent coaching. Yeah. Why we, why do it? Like there's other things you can, yeah. you may as well just get a job, man. Like, uh, so I think it's really powerful. What you do. Exactly. Like here's, here's a great example. Like when yeah, people think that they're quote unquote, all right with their business, but if they like, so here's an example, okay? Let's say you can, with your ego, tell yourself that you're making a quarter million, like you have your quarter million per year business owner, which is 250,000 per month, around 20,000 per year, uh, like, so 250,000 per year, 20,000 ish per month. But if you're operating with 30% profit margins, which brings your total income to around seven, 8,000 ish per month. And you're hustling 60 hours per week to maintain that. Your average hourly rate is actually less than an average employee. Think about that. So yeah. that's why we don't really like measure people's progress with just revenue. We put, we actually look at their profit margins. We look at how much cash flow that they're actually generating. And most importantly, whether they are actually making decisions and building a business that allows them to live the life that they want to live. 
Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot, man. I think that a lot more people could be looking at. I think a lot of people when they're pricing their stuff don't look at the margins enough either. Like, you know, there's a fair few discovery calls we've been on recently where we've pointed out that people were essentially working for like $10, $15 an hour. Um, that's not enough to be working a business. Like, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but look, for yourself, man, because um, I think we could probably go on this topic for ages. Where can people get in contact with you if they'd like to hear more about you and what you do? Just look me up on Facebook, search Michael Young or slash Michael Young. So my, my last name is spelled Y-E-U-N-G-H-K. So yeah, either search on Michael Young on Facebook, you can see me as a founder of Productivity Performance or you can join my group, which is called Productivity Performance. So everything is pretty self-explanatory and yeah, come hang out, come follow me. I post content in my group. Um, exclusive trainings there's resources there it's completely free i just want people to win at this point and yeah um and you can also follow me on facebook because i post a lot on my facebook there as well it's more intimate but yeah uh so technical things um more exclusive trainings drama group if you want to just follow me and know me or just just say hi well yeah send me a friend request on facebook and we can go from there awesome man well thank you very much for coming on i'll definitely chuck those in the show notes for people to be able to check out um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming on, man, sharing your story. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Pleasure's all mine. And to whoever's listening to this, go build the business that funds your life, your purpose, and the mission that you're on. And never, ever let that come in expense of what matters most to you. Be well, move forward, never settle. Catch you later.